0: Yo, bro, where you going? Sorry, bro. I, I, I You know, I got to go. You know who's on the show today? We got the owner of Advent Compass coming on the show, man. What you doing? I got a baseball game, bro. You know, I got to go handle that real quick. Oh, so by the time I had no superhero thing, I know you don't like doing that. But baseball, I know that's your thing, man. I know it's baseball season, whatever, man. So I guess you can go do your thing, man. I guess, I guess. I got you. I know, man. I know he a big guy, combo. Kind of been doing it for years, though. But you know, I, I gotta go play. You know, I'm I'm shortstop, bro. I gotta really do this thing, man. I got to. I don't think so, bro. But whatever, man. Whatever. All right, you already know what this is, man. It's chill on the green box with Specs Thompson, and once again, the view. Still missing interviews, man. This time, this time, ghosts, yeah, ghosts. But <laughs> hey, he didn't, he's not battling the villain this time. This time, he forgot he had a baseball game. How you forget you had a baseball game? Ghost? Oh,
1: bad, bad. Okay, all right. Well, you know, he out there doing his thing. I, I can understand. That. I appreciate that.
0: Yeah, yeah, man, crazy, man. Hey, it is what it is. But hey, I appreciate you, you know, being on here with me today. Hey, thank you for having me, brother. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. no problem. No problem. Uh, go ahead and tell people who you are, and uh, after that, I start
1: to show up. All right, my name is Tony Guttrell. I'm the owner head right over at Advent Comics and uh, we've been doing our thing rocking on uh, coming to 14 years in August. August 1st makes 14 years. Uh, we put out some of the indie titles you may not have ever heard of but uh, some of the best on the shelf. Um, Titan Ultraman, Cosmos, Southside, uh, Dark Light and Crew, Project uh, Homeland and a whole host of others. But, Glad to be here and uh, hopefully introduce myself to everybody and uh, you get to know me a little bit better.
0: Cool, cool, cool. All right, man. So uh, you you seem of age, so I'm pretty sure you yeah, back yeah,
1: in- yeah, a little long in the tooth there. <laughs> At yeah. least stay down south.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure you uh been on the green box, you know, chilling on the green box going up. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, so like um, I got a series of iceberg questions I do, you know, four different segments. And the first one,
1: uh
0: it's called breaking it down you know uh because uh some people they break stuff down in green box so break each other down (laughs) on the green box but um right here i can break your brain down so people get a better understanding of who you are okay cool all right my first question is uh what kind of pets did you have growing up
1: growing up uh i I was like standard man we had dogs so um We had a little, well, we had a German Shepherd named Butch. Uh, that was my dog from about age five to about nine. And then mom, she convinced my dad to get a little, little fancy a little poodle joint, uh, Tracy. So I was dog growing up. But my wife, she liked Dr. Doolittle. She has every kind of pet you could think of guinea pigs, hamsters, cats, dogs. So we got a little menagerie over this joint, man. So right now we got a cat and a dog. Um no more guinea pigs. Guinea pig passed away, but my daughter, <laughs> my daughter got two rabbits though. So you know, we keep we keep animals in the house, man. My wife I animal lover.
0: Oh, that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. Uh I always had dogs. We never had no really no other animals House dogs, but yeah. uh man, that's well,
1: we, we had a cat when I was growing up, but we only had a cat for like a week. Um my mom's got a cat, convinced dad to get a cat. And we went to church one Sunday, came back, and mom's a cook Sunday dinner. We came home. The cat was up on the stove eating her roast. Oh. We had a cat on Monday. Monday <laughs> the cat <was> gone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sound about right. Sound about right. <laughs> uh yeah. So uh next question. Uh-huh. Um are you are you in comics fully or you uh got no, other jobs I, as well?
1: Not yet. Um um my other job, I'm a career firefighter paramedic out in my and, uh, so and, then,
0: wait, wait. wait so, so now I can do my next question. So I had to make uh-huh. sure you know it all formulates the right way. So if you could change anything about the job you work with uh or the company work for right now, mm-hmm.
1: what would it be? Um, the fact that when people call nine one one, call the fire department, I see them always at their worst. Um, I mean, there's sometimes when we 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 go out and we. We have good calls. I want to call them good calls. But the majority of calls bad things. If I could change anything, it would be when I interact with people. So like I said, it's a fire. It's somebody sick. Somebody hurt. Car accident. So I see all the bad stuff. So, you know, hopefully, it'll get a little bit more good. But I only got 300, 300 as of today, three hundred and eighty-two more days. And I'm retired from the fire department.
0: Oh Go, man, going
1: into comics full time after that.
0: Oh, that's dope. That's dope. Yeah all right uh all right now what is your favorite thanksgiving dish
1: oh favorite i'm traditional man it gotta be turkey for me man turkey i'm still i'm still a turkey head man even though we moved out of turkey um you know like like when i go to my mother-in-law's you know she do this thing everything's given uh cream of crab soup and that's oh. bomb that's bomb but for me, I still turkey head, man. I mean, cause I grew up as a kid. That's all we had was, you know, turkey.
0: No, what kind of turkey though? Is it fried? Is it is it? Well, now
1: it's fried. Now fried turkeys. But back in the day, you know, moms would roast the turkey all day, you know, do that. But uh, now it's fried turkeys. You get hooked on the fried turkeys, man.
0: Okay, okay. All right, so that was um that was uh breaking you down. Hopefully people got a better insight, you know, who you are. Right. Next. I'm going go to the next part of the show, which is uh, the back issues. Okay. You know, being a comics, you know all about back issues. Yes, sir. So typically for people who don't know, for the back issues, you uh, want to learn about a character. So if you want to learn about uh Wolverine, you'll go to his back issues and find out about his origin. So <laughs> yeah. now we're going to go into your origins.
1: Okay. That. that.
0: All right. Uh, where are you from and what do you call your hood?
1: Well, I'm from the Washington, D.C. area. Uh, Born and raised in D.C. Moved when we was kids, maybe about six, I think I was six years old, moved to a suburb right outside of D.C. called Sula, Maryland. Um, Skyline, that's been my home for forever. Um, I still live in Maryland. Um, That's where I I reside uh, right now before I retire. But uh, yeah, born and bred, man. Skyline, skyline is my hood. Skyline, Skyline forever. All uh, right, y'all have any, any famous people from out your way? Famous people, man, all kinds of famous people from Souplant, area. Um, let's see who who you want to go with. Um, Rick Boat only too far from where I'm at. Former boxer. Uh We got football players. Kevin Durant came from PG County, not too okay. far from where we were. Um, man, you name it. When when you say Maryland, Sugar Ray Leonard came from. Palmer Park, which is about 20 minutes away from here. I okay, mean, it's, okay. it's all kinds of things. People from Maryland, man.
0: Okay, okay, okay. Um, Alright, what was your first encounter with music?
1: Oh, music? Man, my mom's and pops was big music fans, so every every weekend when, it, when me and my brothers was cleaning the house, we had some music going on. So, um, everything from gospel to jazz to R&B, uh, my father used to listen to uh, Gil Scott Hearn and oh man, yeah, last poets. So I mean, we we listen to all kinds of music, man. Um, shush, man, I listen and I listen to everything. I'm a little, I'm eclectic, so I listen to everything. Okay, so you name and I listen to it.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, all right. Now, what was your first comic book or comic related TV show that you uh, hooked you?
1: Cartoon wise. Probably the old, um, now when I say old, I'm talking about like the 60s version of Spider-Man, Spider-Man cartoon. Okay. Um, And then when I was a kid, you know, we had uh, Electric Company. I used to watch Electric Company because they had Spider-Man on there pretty much every episode. Electric Company, for for y'all who don't know, (laughs) it was like Sesame Street, but it was a little, little bit different. It had a little bit more to it. Morgan Freeman started on Ses- on Electric Company. I mean, it was all kinds. See, of I stuff. didn't
0: see. I didn't know that. Right, yeah, yeah. Morgan yeah, I Freeman. That.
1: Morgan Freeman played a character called Easy Rider. Okay. Easy Rider. And so, I mean, it's just all kinds of stuff. Like I said, I'm a little older than probably most of your guests, but uh yeah, yeah. Hey, did, you, Rider, did, you, did you did you know they brought Electric Company back? Right. Oh no, nah, they did. No. Uh. Yeah. It, kid, it's man.
0: it's go- it's 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 go. It's gone now, but oh, It's they, gone away again. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it, they brought it back. I didn't. Did. I, I was doing. I was on something. I'm like, they brought it back. I think mean, um, they brought it back for like a season or something like that. Yeah.
1: Electric Company, and there was another joint. And I, I think you might be able to find it on YouTube. It was called Vegetable Soup. Those are my two favorite. Even like Sesame Street was was number three, but it was Electric Company, then Vegetable Soup, and then Sesame Street. You didn't. But, you didn't watch the uh, Richard Pryor show. Um, sort of, kind of, sort of, kind of. Um, On Sundays, moms and pops watched TV with us, but there was a limit to what we could watch. And Richard Pryor's show wasn't on for so long.
0: Oh, okay.
1: They, they snatched that journal off the air <laughs> before, before you knew when it. it was on and it was gone. <laughs> they weren't playing back then. But I mean, it wasn't bad, but still, you know, Rich was rich. Yeah. And it showed it did not last that long. But uh, we watched stuff like together. We watched like the, the Jacksons uh, Jackson Five had a show. Uh, we watched the Flip Wilson show together. Like I said, now I really tell her how old I am. <laughs> but yeah, we watched we watched a lot of good stuff together. And back then Disney had uh had like a movie they did every Sunday night. So you watched the Disney movie from seven or whatever, and then it was bedtime for us. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, that was it, man. That was uh,
0: it. That's dope. All right. Uh Last question: When did you uh find out that you're a blur?
1: I guess I always known, and I guess everybody in my hood always knew too, because it was Tony fit in me fit in with, with everybody, but there were the jocks on this side, there was the 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 hood kids on this side, but most and all I knew. With, with Tony It's Wednesday. Tony down seven me, me get waiting for the comic books to come on the show. Oh man. I mean it, that's that's how it is. And everybody who grew up with me knew they was like, Oh, this this joker, he and comic books hard. Comic books hard. So I mean, I've always been a blur and back then we didn't call it anime, but I was watching anime with Kimba, Speed Racer, uh we we had shows called uh Battle of the Planets, uh Gatchy Man, which is um which is uh Precursor to like something that you would consider like Power Rangers. Gatchaman, Battle of Planets came before Power Rangers. Um, You had uh, cartoons like... um, uh, uh, Gatchaman, that's G-Force, right? G-Force, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, G-Force. So, I mean, we had all kinds of cartoons. We didn't call, like I said, back then, we didn't call them anime, but we were watching anime before it was a thing. So then as time went on, Robotech, we were watching that, you know, all kinds of stuff. So I've always been into some of the tenants. play video games, had first Atari. So, I mean, I've always been a blur. Comics, gaming, anime. So I've always considered myself a blur. We just didn't have a term back then. Mm All
0: right, that's dope. That's dope. All right, that was a little little bit of your little back issues, you know. uh, Hopefully people got a a good foundation, you know, uh, what you grew up like. Yeah,
1: actually, I don't think I've ever told anybody half this stuff so far.
0: Hey, that's why that's why I try to make my show different, man. Like yeah. I don't want, uh people to just come in here and be like, "Hey, yeah, I got a Kickstarter coming out," blah 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 blah, exactly. and and you don't care about nothing else. But that's see, cool. I want to show that you get learned about the creator and you know what, and make people like, "Hey, he was dope, dude." Let me go to go to his website, you know, or do whatever, you know.
1: Well, cool? That's cool. I like that. I like. Yeah, that. yeah.
0: So my next part of the show is called. uh Man, I forgot. Oh, the hot, <laughs> that Man, your hot keys, the okay. hot keys, right? Okay. Um, see, that's is this a double meaning term. So, in music, uh, the hot keys would be uh, what DJs will play a certain part of a song or a certain song during a certain uh time in the club. You know, to right. get people going. and say, "I can drop this right now." Boom! Right, and it comes on. Everybody on the floor. Yep, yep. Right. Or oh, then the comics is this the major keys, that's the major issues you want to grab you want to slap those you want to get those graded you want to put those up like hey I got this right here this is you know this is this is it okay so for this part of the show its points and topics that you want people to know about specifically about you and what you got going on
1: okay all
0: right, all right. so the first one I got is what made you start Advent Comics?
1: comments um actually the short answer was at the time I felt there were no comic books on the market that was grabbing my attention. Um, Milestone had less. Um, there was no real effort towards putting black characters out there, and everything was like grim and dark. I mean, it was like everything. And when I say everything, Daredevil, Punisher, Wolverine, even DC started <laughs> move had moved to like the dark, grim, and gritty stuff. And I was like, man, I want to see that all the time. I want some other other stuff. And then there was no real black characters who had their own books. So I was like, Psh. and then I went to uh, comic con one year and um, went to the black panel, which is if you've never been to comic con, San Diego comic con got to go to black panel. Michael Davis put on an excellent show. Um, it's, more, it's more than, it's more than the show. It's, it's like a collective of black people, creators, non-creators um, people in the industry, not in the industry, all coming together, uh, uplifting black and persons of color in and out the comic book industry.
0: Okay. So
1: after that that uh spent an hour with the black panther, I was like, "Bet, I'm going to do this." I was like, "I'm going to do this." And I had, you know, I had always fascinated with comic books when I was growing up and you know, did a little bit of writing. So, as soon as I got home, literally, as soon as I got home, I started putting the pieces of Advent together and I already had my prior business going on, so I was just like, that it'll fit right along, along with the entertainment company I already got going on. So Azam was born August first, two thousand nine. Here we are today, still rocking strong. So
0: bet, bet that's what's up, man. That's what's up. Um, so you have been on fourteen years in the game. Uh, but why do you think it's so hard for combo creators to sync together their their books with their merchandise?
1: Ooh. books and merchandise together, um. A lot of it is, uh, how can I say this? Do it, Do it. it. Good. <laughs> I don't mess my words. A lot of it is, it's a, it's a level of dedication you gotta have. Um, you you have to be in it a hundred and forty percent if you're gonna take on that many hats at one time. Um, a lot of creators be are you know, are quick to say, hey concentrate on one title at a time, get that off the ground, which which is the way to go, especially if you're a new creator. Broken that one title, get a few issues out, put your next idea out after that, whatever, whatever. But me, I don't do things traditionally, so I, I just hit the ground running. So I had, I had a universe all mapped out in my head, so in order to get that universe put together, I had to do one title here. Uh, before everything in Titan made sense, I had to put together project homeland so tight some things in the background of titan made sense once project homeland was in place ah, now you got to put out the war guard because this and this happens there so basically i had to jump around and put stuff together and then on top of that in my mind at the same time i always knew there, there were five things i wanted to always do put comics out have merchandising uh, do, do toys do uh, cartoons and some other things and so i'm actually starting to do those things now but it takes time and if you don't if you're not dedicated to it you get lost in the sauce man i mean you got to have some serious mental focus in order to do all this so it's not that it can't be done because I, i'm obviously if i can do it anybody can do it but if you're not dedicated to it don't undertake it because comics alone is rough <laughs> it's rough. So most people think, "Oh no, comic books ain't rough." No, it's rough, especially when you you deal with the business side as well as the creative side. It'll it'll suck your soul out if you if you don't watch yourself. So just be careful.
0: Yeah, I mean, I had people tell me that just focus on books and not on you know quote unquote swag. Right. But like, my first uh, campaign was Indiegogo. And I uh, sold a
1: lot of I sold a lot of shirts and sold a lot of posters. I don't exactly, like it. exactly. And and that's that's a lot of the first steps that I was doing as well. Posters, t shirts. Because I wanted to have something to go with the books. I was like, man, I just can't get people a book. I mean, they can get a book anywhere. I mean, I gotta make and well, I came to Kickstarter I'm, I'm start backwards. I came to Kickstarter late. I think my first Kickstarter campaign was back in twenty fifteen, twenty sixteen. Maybe in 2017. I was against doing Kickstarters originally because I was like, I could pay for my books myself. I need people to pay for them for me. Mm -hmm. But I was like, I was missing the point of what Kickstarter really was. For me, and this is for me, and I can't speak for any other creators, but I realized once I did my first Kickstarter, it was a way of me getting to people or comic book fans who didn't know anything about me, didn't know anything about my books, had no clue who we were getting them to take a look at our books. And I was like, man, okay, I'm sleeping on a on a real tool to get my books in front of different people, a lot of different people. But my whole thing was I can't take books, I can't take money from people from my books. Like yeah. not, not like that. I felt, I just felt a a way about it. But um once I realized that it's a way of me not not taking a hand out from people but giving people something they don't have. And that's why all my Kickstarter campaigns, I try to make them unique or give them something that you ain't going to get nowhere else. I'm not going to, like, I'm going to give you a book that it's going to be for this campaign only. You ain't going to be able to find it on my website. You ain't going to be find it nowhere else for sale. If you don't get it here, you're missing out. So I try to create something with each campaign, something that's going to be collectible about that campaign.
0: Yeah, see, I felt the same way you did. I still feel the same way, you know, mm-hmm. about it. Um... Even I caught slack from other creators because I, when I type my ads and stuff, I don't say I need backers or pledges and stuff like that. I tell, I say, hey, pre order, legacy review, whatever, mm-hmm. pre order. And it's like, why are you saying pre order and not pre ordering is? Well, now it kind of changed, but before, all my people who's buying my book was regular people. They wasn't comic book creators or people mm-hmm. who go on Kickstarter. So they don't really, they already don't understand Kickstarter and Indiegogo. Right. So right. I gotta, you know,
1: kind of jazz. them in the bit. same way.
0: Yeah. yeah. So that was my issue. i was like, okay, I'm then let's say, then I got hit with, oh, your your pledges or rewards are too low. You need to raise the prices. I was like. Mm-hmm why would I beat him on the head for this book? Like, right. if I do it at five or seven hours, I'm already making my book cost anyway. And it's right. like, no, but it, it needs to be exclusive. I was like, Ugh. I just feel like I was so big. And then, like, during that little slow period, you know, in the middle of your campaign.
1: When it slows I, down.
0: Yeah, it just feel That's like you he just sit there. I feel like I was like, outside on the, on the side of the interstate with a sign that says, uh-huh. I need money, help, homeless.
1: right. <laughs> hey. hey, man, that, that feeling is a monster, too. Yeah, or it's like, oh man, we, we still a thousand, two thousand away. We're gonna make it. I mean, that feeling is rough. That feeling is really rough.
0: And for me, uh uh all my books was funded. Mm-hmm. Like I ain't take no L. Like, I ain't take no L. Book one, two, three, no L, right? Good, that's good. Uh, but this last campaign, uh uh-huh. So my I was like, okay, I got enough money, I can pre-do the book. And once the campaign over, I get everybody the book. Right. My artist kept giving me excuses and excuses and excuses. Then by the time I was like, hey, man, I need you to give me something because I'm about to start my campaign. Mm-hmm. And he paid me a little bit. Yeah. Then right as the campaign ended, he gave me a little bit more. Then he just, just, just I can't do it. Like, what you mean you can't do it? Like,
1: what you mean I got the money now? I'm supposed to just give you the money and you yeah. give me the book.
0: We had everything done within a month.
1: I've had a couple campaigns like that. Matter of fact, the first one I did was like that, and (laughs) I felt so horrible, man. That the good thing was is that I what that wasn't my only book, so I had other books at the time, Mm -hmm. and I had went into a campaign with other people. So when it didn't come to fruition, I was like, "Look, man, we cannot leave these people like this. They they paid for." This book, I mean, well, basically what we did was one of the the goals or one of the um, uh, rewards was issue two. We gave them issue one and then we dropped the ball. We dropped the ball. We couldn't make it work and get him issue two. And I felt so horrible about that. I was like, look, everybody who backed this book, I'm going to give you a free book just on GP because that ain't how I roll. Yeah, that's what that's why that's
0: why I gotta do. Cause
1: yeah,
0: my campaign ended a year ago, and that I finally got a new artist, and he's halfway through that book now. So it's gonna be a whole year before they get that book. But a lot of things happen happened within a year. Apparently, apparently, his artist I don't know. Apparently, he's a big artist. Um, he done did do certain works. From the time I the him, I'm like, oh, he's getting hired by that person. That person. But his numbers kinda good, but it's right. still over the budget from that last Kickstarter. So now I'm taking my first L. I got but
1: you. And believe it, fourteen years and you take L's. I, I literally just took L's and actually I had three campaigns. One was where I was waiting for other creators to, to do work. We had to, you know, wait wait on the work. Basically we didn't had a book done before. So as we're waiting, you know, it took like it took like almost a year. The last, well not the last Kickstarter, but like two Kickstarters before this one, it's all on me, and I take a hundred percent, hundred thirty percent of the blame because my my job as a as a firefighter, and then me being busy, it was like during COVID, I was so literally so busy, Advent stuff was falling behind, Advent stuff was falling behind, so I'm. I'm just getting, like, those two campaigns fully shipped out because, I mean, I was so behind schedule. I mean, I literally was behind schedule, and that was all on me. No other creators. It was all on me, and I accept the blame for that. But, you know, basically, I made up for it because this last campaign I just did, uh, it just ended, like, a maybe, like, two weeks ago now. Everybody had their camp. Everybody, people whether you had digital, you had print, everybody had their stuff in, like, a week two weeks tops. So I was like, yeah, we ain't gonna do that again. I mean, I had had to make up for them past two campaigns, so, and I'm gonna guarantee any any future campaigns, I'm gonna be on it, too, so don't worry about it. If anybody out there ever wanna rock with us, I got you, and I'm gonna make sure your campaign comes to you quick, the rewards come to you quick.
0: Cool, cool. All um, How was it being in, well, or featured in Midtown Comics?
1: Oh, man. When I found out I was in Midtown, it was it was a joy because I had I've ordered comic books from Midtown for years, never once would I think that my books would be there. Um, and then the very first comic shop that I was featured in, um, it wasn't Midtown. I, I shouldn't put their competition out there. Forbidden Planet in New York, uh, back in 2013, one of my first books was on their shelves. Man, I was over the moon, bro. I was like, uh, we on the shelf of a big store, and I couldn't believe it, man. The smile on my face was forever. It's probably still on my face now, man. (laughs) But I mean, it's a good feeling. It's a good feeling. Um, It's um, it's a good feeling. But I'm a hungry type of individual, so it ain't enough for me. So I I want to be on the shelves down in the small store in Louisiana or the, the small shelves down in Jacksonville, Florida. Oh, I wanna be on the, the shelves over in uh, Seattle, Washington or Portland, Oregon. I wanna hit them all.
0: Yeah, that's how I am. That's all. how I am.
1: So yeah. that's that's me. I mean people might be like, oh you cocky or you gotta get, no no. I just want people everybody to get our books. Everybody. And so I'm I'm gonna grind until I make it happen
0: yep that's uh that's how. that's a, i mean in, i think i'm in five five Good. or six stores now Good. but like but like I, I don't like when i tell people they say okay we're gonna buy five books ten books from you right and i gave my price they was like oh that's cheap let's let's add some more first, i'm like i'm like what are everybody else charging
1: y'all like <laughs> first of all do you know how big that is that you can say that you want five different stores yeah. Not not everybody can do that, bro. So I mean, you you're a humble dude, but applaud yourself and your efforts because if everybody could do it, it'd be done. But you doing it, you are five different stores with your book on the shelf selling. That's that's a big thing, man. That's a big thing. So appreciate don't ever t- don't let nobody take that shine from you, bro. Congratulations on that. I yeah, appreciate yeah. it. I yeah.
0: just I just went to a uh comic book shop in Atlanta um challenge, you know
1: feeling. Challenge yeah. Yeah. Case, though.
0: yeah he said he said all you gotta do is do a book signing and it, and it worked there i'm on there because i mean i seen i i know i heard about him but uh i'm two hours away from him so okay. i never got a chance to really like step up and meet him so i met him this weekend and i seen the layout i was like man just it being black owned and that's right. one thing yes but in the traffic he had going um, mm-hmm. uh, my local combo store. I we had two of them down. I live in Augusta, Georgia. Oh,
1: Augusta. Okay. Um,
0: uh-huh. uh, we got two of them here. I think we got three of them, but the third one. But <laughs> but, right. but we got two of them yeah. here, and one's the, the old one, the
1: suburbs. Probably not as not as much traffic as Tony getting his store. Well, no, it's it's weird. Okay, it's uh-huh. two
0: of them. So you got the right. no, the, the one who supports me the most. But it, it is what it is. They. The, the dirty one people talk about you know the okay. you know the dirty one everything, everything you gotta you know co- uh, coffee stains here and there so, but uh they got my books on the shelf no problem yeah. um they invite me to do stuff you know uh very supportive you know of my Ooh. books you know uh now the other one they big time okay they the ones that bring in the artists and the writers there Right they got all the memorabilia the the mm-hmm. toys all that stuff yeah. then we got not one i don't know how to say it unknown it indie
1: artist on I the got, shelf I got you yeah they a lot of in a lot of stores still to this day they don't they don't have a section or a space for indie creators even though in my opinion my opinion a lot of your viewers may disagree. I think the indie comics scene is the scene right now. Yeah. Um, Marvel and DC, no, no taking from them, no taking from Image, Dark Horse or any of the other big boys. Uh, but the indie comics creators are basically the engine right now. If you could find so many titles and so many good titles, whether you're looking on Kickstarter, Indiegogo, uh, or just somebody selling out the back of their trunk. Or on, on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, there are so many good titles right now. So, some of these stores that's late to the indie comic scene, they need to step up to the plate because let me tell you, there's some creators out here, some bad characters, boy. Let me tell you. And I, I'm I love comics. I'm a student of the game, so I watch everybody. Whether you're <laughs> one of the big boys or what, whether you're just starting out, I, chances are I have seen you. You're on my radar, and I'm watching. So, I, and it's something you can learn from all of, it should, this should never be a point in time that any person who has amount of time in feels like, oh, they knew, new, they, they can't teach you nothing. No, watch the new guys. No, see what they're working with. They got new ideas, they got good stuff. They, they got ways of doing things that you may not even thought of. So, my age and above Marvels and DC, don't, don't sleep on the indie crowd. Do not sleep on indie crowd, ever.
0: Cool, cool. Speaking of good titles, I want to go into uh one of your titles, you know, uh The Cosmos uh you know. Uh What what is it? Uh what what is it about?
1: Well, Cosmos is uh it's funny. Um back when I was trying to write for Marvel and DC, um I wrote a story that was wrapped around Adam Warlock. Okay. Right? It was right around Adam Warlock when Marvel had brought him back for a time. This is like early, well, late 90s. Yeah, it was late 90s, like 97-ish, 98-ish, up to like 2000. Anyway, um, I wrote a story, and Cosmos was, I've I've always been a big fan of Marvel's comic, cosmic stuff, DC's cosmic stuff. So the Jim Starlin's, the Jack Kirby's, the Ditko's, I've always liked their work, and Cosmos was my way of telling a story with those cosmic characters I grew up with and wanted to use. Story didn't fly. Marvel had this thing called uh, Epic, where they would take in creators or bring in new creators like a like a training thing that they were doing. Didn't work. Uh, long story short, Story got some, some good reviews, so I took it, reformatted it, used it for my Advent Comics. Um, and it's funny, I ran into somebody who had told me Bro, I like that. For, that's the first issue right there. And they were like, why you got Adam Warlock? I Now Adam Warlock. And there's a story to it. And basically the story was because I had written a story for Marvel based around Adam Warlock. So I created a placeholder character, since I couldn't use their Warlock. And I, I, his name is Genesis. So the story revolves around Genesis coming to an alternate universe or different universe. And his coming to that universe sets in motion a lot of things. Um, basically a lot of different things that are just starting to come to fruition. But as you can see some art from issue one, one person told me, man, you can write a little bit, but you had too much going on in that first issue. But Cosmos in my universe, it brings together my entire comic book universe. So I had like 20 titles that basically I had to bring into Cosmos. So, Cosmos is a story of, well, we're at the point now, I can just start spilling beans. <laughs> it, it, like I said, Genesis comes to the Advent Universe, doesn't know where he is, and basically, he's, he's trying to figure out how he ended up where he is and what's going on. So he meets this character called Enigma the Soul Taker. Enigma the Soul Taker takes him on a, I guess, a history lesson of sorts of the Advent Universe. Um, but everything is not what it seems in that history lesson. So, because Genesis came to this universe and other factors happened, the walls between different universes started to crumble. So, there are different things I still can't reveal as of yet, but circumstances start to happen where things and characters from other universes start to come into this universe. So it all around issue five everything starts to gel together into like one single story so you can see different plot points are all coming together and now we have to issue eight where um, basically the heroes have come together to stop this incursion from other universes uh, into on or up upon earth and um i'm trying not to give away that the uh what can I say about it without giving it away? Um, certain things start to happen that, um, that cause um, all hell to literally break loose. So with Cosmos 8, which is coming up, um, I'm pretty much finished fulfilling issue 7. Um, that's the list of all the other comic book companies who've been in the Cosmos. As a matter of fact, Cosmo, it doubles, not, as, not just the story for Advent Comics, but I wanted to set it off as something different as well. So when I took that story and reformatted it, I made it into a big crossover with other companies. So there are over 100 indie comics creators and companies that participate in the story. So as you just saw in that that list, uh, some of the other companies who have crossed over into the story already include uh, uh concrete comics uh uh dark horses nexus uh, uh, uh dorfus jeans uh, spirit destiny uh fist of justice uh I mean there's so many characters and and this the this is just the beginning of the story we still got like five more issues to go so y'all about to see some other stuff that I can't reveal as of yet but uh yeah it's a fun story man it's you know the art's good. I hope y'all like the story. If you like uh, stories like Christ on Infinite Earths or the original Infinity Gauntlet, Infinity Gauntlet story, you're going to like this story. You're going you're gonna to love the story. So we got good story, good art, and then we got some surprises along the way. You know, we got some guest appearances. So I like to say anything can happen in the Advent Comics universe, which is true. So some of the things y'all are going to see, you be like, how did this bama pull this off? What, what are you <laughs> doing? I mean, it is what it is. Like I said, I'm a comics fan, first and foremost. And hopefully, as you look at the story and you look at what we're doing, you'll see it. You'll see it. So basically, I try to give shine in this story. I try to give shine to all the creators and people who've come before me and after me and get them shine and get them light. Because like I said, I'm a comics fan. I love comics.
0: All right, what kept your longevity in comics? You know, you coming to by by your 15, that's a milestone mm. so like, art.
1: Uh, what kept my longevity? I love comic books. Okay. Pure, and, pure and simple. I love comic books. Um, to be able to create comic books, basically a medium that I've loved since I was five years old, and to be able to do it myself and then to see People, not some of these people. I tell you what really cemented it for me. I did a show. I can't remember if it was was awesome. I think it was awesome car. Did awesome con one year, and I had a little kid come up to me, and he you know read he read the book, got the book, um, and I did. I think I did awesome con either the next year or the year after that. So that same little kid, he was like. I bought that Titan comic book from you, and he's my favorite superhero. And bruh, bruh, that was it for me—heart melted, everything, man. I was like, "What?" I was like, "For real?" He was like, "Yeah, I love him. He's a black Superman." And I was like, "Oh, really?" He was like, "Yeah." He's like, "You don't see no black Superman like us." And I was like, "Okay, that's it. That was it for me, man. I was like done." Because at one point, I, at one point, I thought about getting out of comic books well wow. um, 2015, both my parents had died like six months apart. So oh, th- that March to that August was rough, and so I was I was I was basically tapped out. But I was tapping out. But I did like two shows, and the fans and the people who supported Advent was like, "Bruh, we want you to keep doing this." And so I was like, "For real, people, you know, and you you don't think." your work reaches people or people care about your work. Sometimes you don't know. But those shows and things I was doing, people was letting us know. Nah, we like we like what you're doing. Keep it up. So, you know, basically that's why I, I do what I do. I do what I do. And also because the the, the fans, the people that work for Advent, you know, they all they want me to keep going. So we can keep going till the wheels fall off.
0: Cool, cool, cool. All right, uh, well, that's it. That was, that, you know, some hot keys for you, you know? You know, good yeah. topics, you know, people to join. Yeah, real good questions, man, real good questions. Hey, I, I tried, man, I, I, I tried, <laughs> man. Yeah, but uh, going to the last segment of the show, you know, uh, it's called Digging in the, in the Crates. Okay. That's, that's another, you know, two-part, you know, mm-hmm. um, topic. The music, you know, you go digging in the crates, get the vinyls so the CDs. Vinyl yeah, see the so you, so you, so you know and that'd be your favorite one you know the one you remember you know yeah. and also in the comic books you do the same thing you go in that same box and dig through the issues you with know, the misprint or that one yeah. uh issue Remember on to 7-eleven you remember seeing it on the shelf you never could get but mm-hmm. then you go on through there and you found it you're gonna keep that one
1: Damn. this
0: is what this question is for uh okay. normally i've been doing two questions for people okay but uh the, the guy before you and you i think you're know, loaded one so i guess you'll talk more about it okay um so going into it if you could make one movie um using an any title right
1: any title one movie
0: okay yep but that any title go, will launch you have to use any title to make a movie and by that movie being so good it will launch your titles into being an mcu universe which mm. one of you will produce
1: which one of my titles would I make a movie first? No, no. Somebody
0: else? Right, let, let me run it back. Let me run it back. Let me okay. run it back. So which indie, um title would, would you use to make a movie out of? Okay. Which team meant you as like a producer or a writer or whatever it was. Then you could use that to promote your titles as an MCU-like franchise.
1: Oh, ooh, okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, And it could be anybody's title, right?
0: Yeah. But that'll just be you getting your foot in the door. Right. You get my foot in the door. Yeah. Once you're in there, you put yours out.
1: (laughs) I would, um, you know what I would do? I would do something like, and this might be controversial, I would do either Rob Lightfield Youngblood or Jim Lee Wildcats. Wildcats? I do Wildcats, yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. Because both of those titles are wild, imaginative for their time, and they, they they came with a certain expectation on the art. So, you know, if you see a movie with either of those two um, properties, Young Blood or Wildcats, you know, you're going to see some wild action. You're going to see some over the top. Fighting and all kinds of stuff. It's gonna be a good action movie. It'd be like a, a a comic movie, John Wick type comic movie. <laughs> Either one of those two properties, you know, you're gonna get some some decent action, and that would be perfect segue into what I do over an Advent. You're gonna see something that's pretty, but also gonna give you the gritty. It's gonna give you everything that you're looking for, action packed. So yeah, it would be one of those two titles in that way when people see that I did those two properties justice, or if I did those two properties justice, what you got? Oh, I bring in my own universe, just similar like that. So yeah, I would I would go with one of those two. I would lean towards Wildcats because I was a huge, huge Jim Lee stand. When I tell you Backlash, um, where he went and did Stormwatch, man, it was not it everything was a hit from him. Um uh, everything he did was a hit from him back then and I was I was on it. I was on it. So yeah it would probably be the, the wildcast universe. The
0: wildcast okay see with me uh I would produce a Hong Kong fooie movie. Oh okay. Yeah that that that's oh, my see,
1: I, I was staying with comic books
0: stuff. Yeah man. I mean but but I, see that your comments, yeah that's why I asked you but with my like I want to do the Hong Kong fooie. Like okay. I, like uh I don't know like just See the cartoon was one thing, right. but then the comics. Oh, I read something that he actually really knew kung fu. Right, <laughs> just the just the, the um uh, the uh cartoon man on Goofy, but in I guess in the books or and he really D- really D- knows it.
1: DC crossed over with the Hanna Barbera characters for a while, and I think there was a Hong was a Kung Fu and Black Lightning. Yeah, I, don't know, I can't remember which one it was, but Hong Kong Fu has his own book with a DC character, so you might want to go look for that joint.
0: I yeah, I I know it was like it, it was like Space Ghost and yeah, Green yeah. Greenlander, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Scooby-Doo Scooby-Doo,
0: yeah, Scooby Doo and Batman.
1: Yeah, No, no,
0: no. That's is um, Dynamite, Dynamite. Yeah, yeah. Dynamut. Dynamut. Yeah,
1: Dynamut. yeah, yeah. Small world, man. Okay, Hong Kong Foyle. That's a good one. That's yeah, good cause one.
0: you could, you could build on that and like <laughs> you could really build on that. You
1: could really Yeah, build on that. yeah. yeah. Be one of my favorites growing up too. Hong Kong Foyle, Hong Kong Foyle, <laughs> Blue Falcon, Dynamite. Um, there was even. Uh, this this really might be for your time. uh Dino Man and Yuck, you remember that one?
0: Nah, I never heard that one. Though. That's okay.
1: that's not that. It was the dog. It was a dog who was so ugly. He wore dog house on his head. <laughs> <laughs> when he took when he took the dog house off, it was like scared of super villains because he was so ugly. <laughs> 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 that was my junk, man. Hey, that's
0: funny, yeah, man. Yeah. Hey. But that's the end of the show, man. Thanks for being on, man. Brother,
1: thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much to you and your fans for letting me come on and just talk about anything and everything. I
0: appreciate it. Yeah, no problem, man. And um, let the folks know where they can find you at if they want to grab books from you and whatnot.
1: All right, well, um, I'm on social media. I spend part of my time, like, all over the place. You can find us on facebook myself tony Catrell, or advent comics on facebook we on twitter as advent comics instagram advent comics tiktok advent comics um you can get books from us either from our website adventcomics.com. you can get us on amazon barnes noble comicsology comicsology unlimited um drive-through comics any any planet um we're on Kindle, iTunes Store, um, your local comic book shop, of course. Um, pre Get us through previews. Um, Kickstarter. Uh, I would say Indiegogo, but we, we don't have that much good luck. Now, three of my campaigns on Indiegogo were successful, but I, I don't have that much good luck on Indiegogo. But I, I do want to reach all comic book fans, so I don't want anybody to feel slighted. So I might do an Indiegogo again, try to reach those fans as well. Um, but yeah, basically... I'm going to be all in your faces because, uh, like I said, I'm trying to bring our books to everybody. I want everybody to see what we're working with, the Advent Comics. Um, I think once you see our stuff, you'll like our stuff. Uh, so give us a chance. We've got a Kickstarter coming up um, at the end of end of April, beginning of May, Cosmos 8. Um, don't worry if you haven't seen the series. Um, we're going to have uh, tiers where you can get the back issues, digital or print, whatever is your, your pleasure. Um, basically, come along for the ride, it's starting to get good now. When I tell you it's getting ready to get real good, real good, and you're gonna see some stuff that you're gonna be like, "No other combo company is doing this kind of stuff or bringing this kind of heat." So I'm telling you now, fair warning, you need to pick these books up. You need oh. to put these will be your key books. Trust me. Oh my man, you got number <laughs> six, yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you for your support, and I'm sorry it took so long. That was one of the books where I told you I had to wait for a while, and then it was me working during, COVID, uh, during the COVID. Man, mm-hmm. when we was getting slaughtered, when I tell you, it literally just started here in our area. It just started slowing down to the point where I finally have days off again.
0: Wow. Because
1: at one point, we was working nonstop. My my son was like, man, I want to do I want to do that firefighting thing. He was like, you were like a slave on a plantation. you don't never come home. Like,
0: hey, we just lost our parent. We just lost our parent. here? You lost them. The good, the city wouldn't. They want to pay the extra money. Oh, so now the state, now uh, now the state has to come in and pay whoever to oh, do the know, service. I'm
1: not, I'm not gonna say who you are, but I I I know who you are because they're union brothers. I know what you're talking about now. Okay. Say no more. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Mm. So I was like, man, it's wild. So now we got all yeah.
0: kinds of different ambulances going around to see yep. now.
1: Y'all, y'all, y'all have private ambulances. Those are private service ambulances that are running your calls, which they, I'm not taking none from, because they, they have accreditation, too. But, yeah. Yeah, that's rough, man. That's rough. <laughs> yeah. And like I said, because I'm always on duty, even for these last 300-some days, I'm a I'ma temper what I say, but but after I become retired and I'ma talk. You
0: know? <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Appreciate you.
1: Anytime, anytime, brother. I appreciate you so much. Thank you. Thank you, viewers, and I appreciate you, man. All right. All
0: right, bro. I'm back. I'm back. Told you I was gonna come back, man. I told you yeah, i back. Yeah, yeah, I see, I see, I see. Oh, he's already gone. Oh man, my bad, my bad, my bad. My bad. Yeah, he already gone, man. Show's over, man. We didn't end the show right now. Yeah, you might, we might as well just wrap it up. You already noticed this is been chill on the green box with Specs Thompson. The view from Legacy of The View. And you need to follow us, you know, subscribe, like us, do everything, share it, man. Help us, you know, get more famous and whatnot. And keep everything going. And you know what? If you want to be on the show. Contact us. You can be on our show, too. If you want to sponsor it, you do that, too. Just hit us up, and we get to you. So, and you know what? We're out. We're out.